Another pot of coffee is brewing and my first cup is just finished because it is way too early in the morning to have had any more coffee. However, that doesn't stop me from preparing more. This week, I am actually here with an episode that was recorded back in November of 2021. And yes, that is Lorraine from Once Upon a Nightmare You Hear, because this is a spotlight episode. This is an episode where I guested on Once Upon a Nightmare and we talked about Firestarter by Stephen King, but here, the 1984 film version. Of course, in July 2021, I did talk about the book. So how did they compare? Well, give this episode a listen and you'll find out. Enjoy. And welcome to another episode of Once Upon a Nightmare. As always, I am your host, Lorraine. And this week, I am joined in person, she is actually real, with Ray from Not Before Coffee. Hi, Ray. Hi. That's my new way when I have guests to go, hi. Hi. What show are you now presenting? Well, I did it by accident when I was um, on with uh, The Horror Project. I was like, hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You sound sound like Neil from The Young Ones. Yeah, I sound sound like a twat. Um, But Ray has been on before with, uh, what did we do, Gremlins? We did Gremlins, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was Gremlins. And uh, so I thought uh, we'd do one together in person, which was fun. So because Ray's not the biggest horror person in the world, uh, we've decided to pick one that's quite... um, easy to watch but before we get into that why don't you explain to them who you are who are you who are you i am human i believe uh no one has told me any different but that doesn't mean i am anything other than alien perhaps i host a podcast as you know and i talk about tv films and books as well as mental health because important subject I think and it's one that everyone says oh it's discussed so often but it isn't discussed I think it's discussed by people that treat it and maybe have experienced some things or had a recent experience I've been experiencing suffering (laughs) suffering from mental health issues since I was 11. Jesus! I know a long time! (laughs) Why am I laughing? <laughs> I don't know. Because it's, it's an awkward, it's an uncomfortable subject that a lot of people don't like talking about. I can give a shit. I talk about it, but I just like to make jokes about anything, really. Yeah. But that's the thing. It, this is something that a lot of people do find uncomfortable no, I to know. talk about. I know. No. No, it's grand. I'm only winding up. I know. I know you're a nutcase. It's grand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't mind. It's one of those things. Yeah, I went Um, I went on Ray's podcast and did uh, twat. Did I go on twice? You have indeed. What's yes. It? Oh, the holiday. We did the holiday at Christmas and, and then we Fright did Night. Fright Night. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, so Fright Night obviously is a horror film. But uh, I've got her on now to discuss a film all the way back when we were 10. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. 1984. And this is Firestarter. Charlie McGee is a healthy eight-year-old girl. 
normal in every way. Charlie, now watch what you're doing. But one. Did she do that? What are you going to do with her? I'll bring her here so you can do all your tests. And you give her to me. Charlie has the power. Do something bad, but you still love me. She can set things on fire. Something's happening in there. With just a glance. It is a power she does not want. Stick with him. Daddy, I'm scared. So am I, honey. A power she cannot control. Back up. And each night, she prays to be just like every other child. We haven't got her yet. We have. But there are those who will do everything in their power to find her. To control her. Charlie! And maybe destroy her. Charlie! Come to me, Charlie. Go! You're gonna have to burn it down. I mean, burn it all down. Charlie McGee is Stephen King's fire starter. Will she have the power to survive? Um, Firestarter was directed by Mark L. Lester and is based on the book of the same name, written by Mr. Stephen King. And the screenplay is from Stanley Mann. Does he ever do the screenplays for films? I don't know. He's done a few screenplays for TV shows, I think. Yeah, they never... I don't know why, but I get the feeling sometimes that he's just too difficult and that's why they won't let him do it. I also think that he has a thing with perfection. Yeah, I think he's and got a his bonnet about movies, about his books. I do think so, because look yeah. at his reaction when it came to The Shining, yeah. which he wasn't massively impressed with. Yeah. And that's an understatement. And he also didn't really like this one either. Yeah, yeah, no, so when they, they said it's quite close to the book, like I haven't read the book, but you have, which... I read to... it recently, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, she will talk about that, though. It, uh, this is a 15 and runs for just under two hours. Had a budget of fifteen million dollars, fifteen, and it only made just over seventeen. So that's not um, that's not very high, is it? Um, I thought that was really shit. I I I like looked at it again because I thought it it can't be that low. Um, so it stars a very very young Drew Barrymore as Charlie McGee. Well, this was only three years after she was in. Well, three years after she filmed E. T. Yeah, I know. It's in my notes. <gasps> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she plays a Charlie McGee and um, it actually did have quite a well-known cast. We have Martin Sheen as Captain Hollister, Heather Locklear, who isn't actually in it for very long, as Vicky McGee, George C. Scott as John Rainbird and Louise Fletcher, who you may know from One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, as uh, Norma Manders. Um, couple Andy McGee, played by David, David Keith and his soon-to-be wife Vicky, take part in an experiment while at uni where they are given low-grade hallucinogen called Lot 6, and this gives them powers. Vicky can read minds and Andy can take over minds. Both would soon have a daughter, Charlie, who had her own capabilities, pyrokinetic. So Charlie can create fires and heat with her mind. And chaos literally fucking goes out. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. So we actually just... Um, watch this tonight because we i did you you've seen it before haven't you i saw it um probably about 30 years ago <laughs> yeah no i this i would have either seen this late 80s early 90s um so i couldn't remember any of it the only yeah. thing i remember that's probably because it's on the cover of that scene of the her hair blowing in the wind like celine dion and, at the uh, end of the film and the fire 
in the background. That's yeah. the only bit I could remember. So I, I definitely needed to watch it again. So what uh, what did you think of it? Like in your first kind of my first rewatch. I can remember my fondness for it as a child mm. because you don't remember the twee mm. when you look back on something. And watching this this time, all I could think was, why is he doing that with his hands? And she is emoting nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but when I watched it as a kid, I remember thinking, oh my, this is so awesome. Because she was a young child who had power over her situation. Yeah, no, I think this time round, because, yeah, as a kid, we would have been like, oh, my God. So amazing. Yeah, and... Uh, and, of whereas... course, she's not much older than us, or younger than us, No, sorry. I think she's, like, a, a, barely a year in it. But, um, no, I think the thing now is, because, like, when I was watching a certain scene, I was thinking of uh, a very young Jean Grey from X-Men, and, um, obviously, you, you think of um, Eleven from Stranger Things. Yeah. But they do something with their hands sometimes. You see, like, there's more there. Where she just kind of, she's all with her eyes. She like. stands there and she's got her hands by her yeah. side. And I, I wanted more like arms being lifted up and, you know, hands being used and stuff like that this time. And I didn't, you know. Which was my point at the end. There yeah. is a massive fire battle at yeah. the end of the film. And the one thing I kept on saying to you was, where are those massive firebombs coming from yeah. because she's doing nothing to yeah. seemingly generate them and I'd have thought that she'd be using her hands to direct them and everything but, but no. no nothing she's just that good probably <laughs> she, she, she doesn't need hands she just like I just I just look like a psycho and then stuff yeah. will happen isn't there a line in a film look Ma no hands oh yeah what's that in I can't remember but I'm sure it's a line in a film oh I think I've seen that in a meme and it's like something to do with Sex or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, the first time a guy has proper sex. Look, ma, no hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. Um, yeah, anyway, so we're supposed to start more near the beginning than the end. Um, yeah. The variables. Um, so it's it's kind of a bit... Of, it kind of starts... It doesn't start at the start of the film, so to speak, because obviously they've the mother's been killed and they've gone away. Like they're, they're running away from everyone. So, but like it you... does actually start at the start of the book because that is how is that the book how... begins. Yeah. So the that's... book begins with them running away from yeah. the shop. Yeah. Which in this case is the institute that organised the experiment that yeah. Andy took part in. Yeah. And they're doing. They're running from the shop, mm. and they get into a taxi, and that is how the book begins. So when we were oh, talking right. about how Stephen King doesn't like it and everything else, there are a few differences between the book and the film but that is not but one they of sound them like they they pretty much stick yeah. to it um yeah so these guys are running around trying to avoid these people and it's quite a tragic thing to watch because obviously it's a little girl and i do, i don't like the fact that it's a little girl i felt a lot differently now because obviously i was watching her and you just and think, you've got a little girl yeah and i i i find it quite a sad film to watch to be honest with you i hate it when the, the i i hate it when like governments in films and how they just you know they pay people the right amount of money to do anything. Yeah, they ride you know roughshod. Mean? They what? They ride roughshod yeah. over everybody else. Yeah, and it's just, I think it's just disgusting, like, the way they are following around, running after them, and one of them is a little girl. And he's a human being, and the reason they're in this situation is because of people like them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they well, they participated in a double-blind study to test the benefits 
or not of a specific yeah. drug. And actually, there are many comparisons that can be played between Eleven mm. and her mother. Yeah. Who oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Andy and Charlie. Mm. Yeah. And in fact, that was an influence, apparently. Yeah, no, I could, when I was watching, because obviously um, me and Ray are going to do an episode on her podcast with Stranger Things, and we recently watched it. We're going to actually record it after this. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I, I, I was thinking that as I watched, because I, like I said, I, I've seen Stranger Things a couple of times, but I haven't watched this for years. So when I was watching Stranger Things, I didn't think of this, but tonight I did. But when you watched this, yes. it was, yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. There is very clear comparison between the two there's very mm. clear similarities but 11 emotes <laughs> yeah yeah the well he he i suppose with him as well he gives it a bit more welly you know when and the nose bleeds you know and he, he's got a bit more because the hands are doing something maybe i just need more with the hands yeah you know i like my superhero power whatever you want to call them people to to throw things to have their hands um <laughs> i mean it looked ridiculous when he did it because um you know, you sometimes, I suppose that, you know, that film uh, in Liar Liar, when you see Jim Carrey getting angry and he puts his hands in his hair, head like that, and yeah. he kind of throws them out. That's kind of what you associate that movement with, is someone being angry. Well, I know he is angry, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do exactly. associate with that. Um, so when he does it and you have that music, but the, yeah, that the, kind of sound effect in the background. That sound effect was, effect was very Bionic Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, where he's getting ready to jump. <laughs> but it's very very eighties though, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it was incredibly eighties. The thing is, this film actually came out only three years after the book. No, four years after the book. The book mm. was released in nineteen eighty mm. and was based in the started in the ninety late nineteen seventies. All right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was. Um, I suppose it was set in the eighties. But sometimes you know, you just watch these things and you're like. God, you don't realize how 80s it is, but that noise is in a lot of 80s stuff, especially like the TV shows and all that kind of Definitely. kind of thing. But then, yeah, he had the nosebleed, so like you know, maybe is that where they got it from? I've never seen anything about Firestarter or read anything about Firestarter with regards to Stranger Things, but is that maybe that's where they got the the nosebleed from? Yeah, you know. But I did like um, when they were in the. I don't know, a train station or somewhere. I can't remember what it was. Airplane. They Air, were the airport. airport. Yeah. And that guy was being a dick to that girl. He got pregnant. Yeah. You know, you wanted something bad to happen to him because he's been such a fucking asshole. You know? I mean, I didn't think he should die, but a little burn to the feet. Well, that's what he got. He didn't yeah. die. I thought it was funny, though, when he was putting them out and they were like, you come with us. Like it's he... because he was in the ladies' room. Oh, right, but did they not think his feet are on fire? So, you know... He's well, no, the... he'd run into the ladies' room. He could have gone into the men's. Yeah, but that might have been a bit further. And when your feet's on fire, you might think to yourself, I'm just going to go to the nearest toilet. He should have thought of that with a condom machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your fault too, fuckers. Um, yeah, so I think that's when we kind of, you know, get insight, obviously, into what she can do as well. And uh, then... What happens after that? Oh, oh yeah, they're running along that bridge, aren't they? They're along that. They're on that road, and they get yeah. picked up by Herb. Herb, farmer. yeah, yeah. The the old guy, yeah. yes. And then he they go off to the farm, yeah, yeah. I suppose then that's when you get a proper insight because they're uh, to what extent that she can do things, and that scene kind of reminded me of more Jean Grey, 
but with no hands. <laughs> You're going to get... The hands thing is going to be the obsession with you, isn't it? It really annoyed me. I, I, I just needed it. Maybe Especially when they do the remake, because there's a remake coming out. By Bloomhouse, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Zac Efron's in it. And I wonder, maybe we'll get some hands. Maybe I'll send him a wee suggestion. A wee message that's, use your hands. <laughs> but then he might end up doing something from High School Musical. Oh, I've never seen you know, him. You know, jazz hands. I've never seen High School Musical. <laughs> no. Well, that was his breakout role. Oh, I know. But I've never seen them. I just, yeah, went, went for me. I mean, I, I probably would enjoy them, but I just couldn't be arsed. Just wait until Riley gets to the right age. Well, I worked in a video shop when they came out in Blockbuster. And um, there was, they did, you know, when they used to play the ads of the, the trailers? Yeah. Well, that was always on. And there was always one bit that went, huh, like that. And I was like, if I fucking hear him go, huh, one more time. So but I he could, didn't sing the, in no, the first No, it was a girl. Film. It was a girl. Oh, that, that was went, probably huh. Gabriella. Selena or, Gomez, is she in it? No, not Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez Ariana is not in Grant. it. No, she's too No, young. she's not in it either. Who's, that? Who's the girl? Oh, Vanessa someone. Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, her. I think she was the one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, did my head in. Um, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> we're going to need more hands. But I thought that scene now was a good, I thought it was a great scene when they came to get her and she blew up everyone. The cars. Yeah, that was a good scene. Yeah, I thought it was good. But I was surprised that he told him he in the book he doesn't have a choice he kind of doesn't have a choice because yeah. they've given fake names yeah. both of them yeah and charlie doesn't respond to the fake name that she's given oh okay so. and her kinds of kind of twigs that there's something different and thinks that he's kidnapped her oh okay and they're oh. running from the police so he has to justify things and he explains it but he doesn't give him the entire story yeah, because that kind of story, you'd be like, what the fuck? You'd yeah, like, exactly. I'll be back in a minute. And you'd be yeah. going making your own phone call. Exactly. You'd be phoning the police straight yeah. off. Yeah. And if they showed up the way they did, like you wouldn't bring your gun out because there was about 20 of them. He did in the book. Bring the gun out? Yeah. Like, and you know, threatened them and said, you've got no warrant. You've got no right to be here. But what I didn't get is the fact that they've got so little regard for everyone why didn't they just shoot him? And they could have said, oh, he fired at us. I mean, they would have got away with it. Yeah, they would have done. You know? But I, th I think part of it was to do with letting them see, letting Charlie and Andrew see, Andy, yeah. that they had power and influence. Yeah. And they would do anything. But at the same time, they didn't know quite how far Charlie's powers had I grown. suppose, yeah. If they had shot, um, you're right, Herb, was that his name? Yeah. If they had shot him and his wife then I suppose she might have set off anyway. Yeah. But then she did. And she fucking went for it. Yeah, but she didn't go for it quite as much as she did later on. No, but she went enough. Oh, yeah. You know, Definitely the exploding cars. that and... were involved might think differently. <laughs> we didn't get any fucking fireballs. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. <laughs> she was saving them to the end. But no, I thought that was brilliant, that. But, um, you know, I, it's just... I think what is a bit hard to take is like I like I said I've got a kid and she gives me those eyes sometimes and it just looks like she's I'm mad at you like do you know what I mean <laughs> yes but obviously you know she can set stuff on fire which would be really handy when you're at camping and you couldn't get anything to light yeah but as long as it didn't set fire <laughs> to the whole fucking virus yeah exactly yeah. but yeah hey we've had another forest fire <laughs> was Lorraine there <laughs> 
Yeah, I got annoyed. Couldn't open my beans. Um, yeah, no, so I, I thought that was a good one. And I like that they help them because obviously she doesn't want them to, Norma, the wife. She's like, don't get involved. But I like that they do help them and he's like, fuck you to them. That's the thing. It's interesting to see Louise Fletcher yeah, in a role nice. where she's nice because yeah. in every role that I am familiar with her yeah. in... She's horrible. She plays yeah. the evil grandmother in the original Flowers in the Attic film. Oh, she she's, does. She's Nurse Ratched in Ooh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's yes, Nest. Yeah. She's a nasty <coughs> piece of work in most yeah. of her films, and she's really good at it. Yeah, no, she is. Um, but I like his attitude because he's kind of like fuck you, like, and that's yeah. that's when I'm like watching the government folk. That's what I'm thinking because I just I hate. That kind of, I mean, mo everyone fucking hates it. Like, I hate that kind of like that level of bureaucracy. But I hate that people can be bought like that. That's one thing that bothers me is like the fact that these people are doing it solely because of money. Yeah, of course it is. But it's the same with almost every job, though. Well, not really. I mean, the thing is, they are paid to do a job, whether that job is being a nice person or not. Yeah, but you. Yeah, but if I went for the job and they were like, "Oh, we're going to give you this," but now you have to go and basically, you know, do what they did, I'd be like, "Nah, mate, not happening." Hang on a second. You join the army, and yeah, but I wouldn't do it. We're, yeah, where during peacetime you join the army. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a war breaks out in a country where half of your family comes from, and they send you out to kill the peop the um, ins insurgents. Yeah, but that's a war. You know, that's a bit... I mean, I don't agree with that either. But, you know, go get this little girl. Yeah, but then they are told that she is a, nas a threat to national security. Yeah, but, you know... If someone said to you, she can start fires with her mind, you'd be like, whatevs. Same... The thing is, though, it's the same as, in many ways, war games, mm. where they go and arrest a very, very young Matthew Broderick, mm -hmm. or Daryl... Mm -hmm. where he's a young, he has the appearance of a young boy, but he's actually a robot. Mm. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that for a while. Um, yeah, no, I just... It's uh, on the list. I, I, I think Herb does what we're all feeling, mm. so we need Herb. And I'm glad, like, I know he gets shot, but I'm glad he didn't... Die. Um, Didn't die. And I'm glad he was like, no, fuck you, You're, you can take my Jeep. You know, do yeah. what you got to do. And um, I mean, Norma agrees to him taking the Jeep, but at the same time, she's agreeing to it almost because she just wants them to go. Yeah, but she doesn't at the start because she says, don't get involved anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I think from, oh, God, fucker, what's his name? Reinhold? Reinhold? The George C. 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 Scott character. Rainbird. Yeah, I think we need to discuss him because he's a creepy fucker. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a creep of the... First order. I'm. Uh, he's somebody that I discussed in the book because he disturbed me on so many levels. Is he a child molester? In the book, that's the thing. It's really difficult. I read that he was in the book. He is a creep who takes pleasure in killing people and watching them die slowly. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't do it quick. He does it slow, and yeah. he gets pleasure out of it. And one of the things that he says to Martin Sheen's character Hollister, or Hollister in the book, mm. is that he wants to make her trust him mm. and wants to be her best friend and have her think of him like a father. 
and then he's going to slowly kill her and watch the life drain out of her. But it's almost like, as well, he's really pleased about the fact that she trusts him and, like, by her knowing it's him that's killing her, like, it's that little added pleasure of, you know, you, you trusted me. I suppose that's like, you know, when you, you hear about stories of people that are murdered by someone that they thought loved them. Yeah. Um, and it's them that's doing it, especially strangling. Because strangling is a very personal thing to do because it takes a long time as well. You but know? that's what he wants. And it's very hard to do, apparently, to strangle someone. Apparently, it takes a lot of work, like, you know. Um, I, I, you know, I only know this because of the true crime stuff. I yeah. But, um, I was going to say you haven't done it in practice. No, Otherwise, no, I'm, no. I'm going to figure out how to put a chair under my door. That would be way too much effort. <laughs> God, no. Um, but yeah, but it's just, you know, how he comes in and like does get to know her. And it's really sad because I think one thing that does is it shows you how easy children can be manipulated like that and how easy it would be for someone to abuse in some form because he's just gone in there in the right circumstance when she's to, to be the friend when she's vulnerable to be that person that she can trust simply because he's the janitor type guy like do you know what i mean the the, yeah. the handyman oh, i'm here you know what have they done you know and you know kids you know they they believe it like do you know especially what I mean? when they are alone yeah and they've got no and one and they've got no one else yeah yeah whereas an adult would be like i'm telling you anything i don't believe for a minute that that's you know which is what we see in at the same time as we're seeing Charlie give her trust to John, mm. the cleaner, mm. who is Rainbird, the nightmarishly prick. Yeah. We see her dad understanding his position mm. and knowing that he is going to have to save up his energy mm. in order to get out of this situation in the first place yeah, so that he's... he's yeah because like yeah because he they can't get him to use his powers so it's like to them he's lost it yeah like, yeah but really yeah he's he's just but it also would, takes a lot for him to use them yeah but when he does use them it takes his energy yeah so like yeah he's got to build him up and he's obviously not taking his drugs and stuff so he's doing like he's doing the right thing to get back to her but um i do think ugh, that that uh Ryan, what's his name again? Rainbird. Rainbird. See, I just didn't want to know him. I just don't want to <laughs> fucking know him. The um, thing is, George C. Scott was incredible at playing this sinister, he was, creepy yeah. Yeah. character. Yeah. No, he um, oh, he remind. Do you know who he remind? He reminded me of when I was watching it of someone. I can't remember who it was, but I remember that, that character creeped me out as well. But I fucking forgot who it was now. It's gone from my head. But um, because you know when right so. Obviously, the the dad has, you know, they all, he basically, Charlie, Charlie Sheen, Martin Sheen's character has told him that he's going off to basically this. He's going to Maui. Maui. Yeah. And, you know, he'd be living there. And he's like, oh, great. Thanks. Well, I have my drugs, you know, which is a believable thing. Yeah. You know, um, and then he takes over his mind to get to Charlie, to get him to release Charlie to him, which is, uh, which is grand. But you know, the bit where they're. Where she's like, again, this shows how well John has done a good job of making her trust him. Yeah. So she tells John. She's very excited. And do you know what the sad thing was? She even took him out of the way of the camera because so people wouldn't listen. 
That's how much she trusted him. Yeah, because she also believed, because he'd given her a reason to yeah. think he was vulnerable like her. Oh, with the darkness. With the darkness. He showed the power cut. There was a power cut. Yeah. And I'm using that in quotation marks. Yeah. Um, and it had... It showed Rainbird having a panic attack yeah. because he was in the dark and he was terrified. Yeah. And Charlie was telling him about how, oh, well, she when she's afraid she has a dad yeah. and the bad people want her to do something so she can see him, but she doesn't want to do it because her dad's told her not to. Yeah. And he convinces her to do it. Yeah. But he's shown her in a vulnerable... Yeah. He's shown her that he is vulnerable. Yeah. Therefore, she now trusts him more because of it. Well, you know when she tells him, and uh, was yeah. he about to kill her then? Because I, I don't. He kind of moves his hand in a way, and then that fella comes out, the guy that's going to take her. Yeah, because she's ecstatic. Remember, he said, "I want her to be ecstatic." Yeah. So at I the moment that, that I kill her, I was like, her. "Is he?" Yeah. So he was going to kill her then, wasn't he? Yeah. Hmm. God, I thought you absolute bastard. That was like the worst time because she's just told like the biggest secret. But she's also, going to see her dad, and like he's about to. But she's ecstatically happy, and yeah. that's yeah. what he told yeah. Martin Sheen's character. Yeah, the moment she is ecstatic, so happy, it's the moment I want to. I want to kill her. It will be quick. She won't feel anything. I just want to see it in her eyes. And that is one of the that is very very similar to what happens in to what he tells Hollister in the book. Yeah. It yeah. is yes. Yeah. No, that was. Um, yeah. I found it quite thing. disappointing that they didn't play on so much the madness of the original professor who conducted the experiment. He plays quite yeah, a big part. I kind part of forgot about him in it. To be honest with you, like he came in that and he looked a bit like you know. Um, but yeah, he, I didn't even really pay any attention to him, to be honest with you, because he just, he didn't seem to really yeah. do anything. But he pays, he plays quite a big part in the book. Does he? That's yeah, because the reason they more. keep on chasing after Charlie and Andy yeah. and Vicky yeah. is because of things that the professor keeps on telling them. Yeah. He keeps on pushing and pushing and pushing with the government. Yeah. Because he's sure that what he's created is world ending. Well, I suppose when when you think about it, like when she got older, you know, a, like a, a kid is bad enough. But if they were, you know, got once they were like an adult, you know, and then they have kids and just build this little fire army. <laughs> but then there's no guarantee that they'd have the same powers as her. She doesn't have the same powers as her parents. I know, but they might have even stronger powers. Oh, and maybe this is how the X gene was created. That's where it all started. <laughs> well, no, the X gene started a lot earlier than that. I but, knew. but at the same time, it is that whole the worry that what's going to happen. Mm. But the book ends on a very non note, and so in a way does the film. Yeah, no. So as you already mentioned, she she goes to meet her dad. So um, and this is kind of where the shit really hits the fan. And this is when Big she time. finds out um, that John was, you know... And I think she was slightly starting to distrust him because do you remember when she was in there and she got rid of the, the agent guy? Yeah. And he was like, oh, come up the stairs to me. But she was reluctant. And it, well, even when she was going, like... Because she was like, oh, no, my dad will be here and my dad will be here. And, like, even when she was going up the stairs, she was, you could see she was still a bit like, 
this is a Why bit weird. Here? You know what I mean? She yeah. she knew that something wasn't completely right. It was almost like she was going to say, well, why are you here? Yeah. Even though she was sort of happy to see him. Yeah. I have to say when they did the slow-mo bit. Yeah. Because I didn't remember. I remembered where it happened in the book, but because it had been years since I've seen the film, mm. I didn't remember quite when everything kicked off. Yeah. I half expected him to shoot her dad. Yeah. When she was joyously happy and running to him yeah. when I he thought, arrived yeah. in the stables. I thought it was going to happen then as well. Or when he, yeah, when he was hugging her. Yeah. I thought that that's when, when he was going to do it. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't want the dad to die. When he, when he got shot kind of the way he did, I thought, oh, maybe. But yeah. Right in the jugular. Yeah. It was... The thing is, I think it needed to happen to trigger everything else. Yeah, because, like, that's the ultimate, like, you know... Because even, like, they always go on... Because they didn't want them, obviously, to beat up because, like, of how he has so much power over her, like yeah. the dad. Um, and, like, when he was dying and he was basically like, do you know what? Just burn it all. Burn it all to the ground, basically. And kill everyone that gets in your way. Yeah, and she literally just, like, you know... I liked how she saved the horses, though. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a, a nice little touch. But... um, And there was a lot of them that went for her. Like there, there must have been about forty people there, not if not more. Yeah. That were trying starting to get her. with three in fireproof yeah. suits, and they got soon yeah. decimated. But as well, like because obviously the the they were shooting her, so like to, that she could react that quickly to the bullets. Showed... Well, no, it was the heat that was oh, giving right, her okay. body was actually exploding the Who, bullets which, before which they scene reached was her. Was it with the bullet though that they? Because there was a scene with a bullet that came and then they mine thing did was that her and it exploded yeah that was the first bullet before. was that the first bullet yeah okay. um yeah so like obviously they just they just couldn't touch her so i thought uh but they they kept on coming at her with i mean one of them came at her with a machine gun on the back of a flipping jeep i know they should have like had a few people go go for her at the same time in a car and just run her down you advocating for running down a child now no, but if I was one of those people, I bet he would have done it. <laughs> you would have. I would have just run in the other yeah, direction exactly. very, very the, quickly. Yeah, they kept. It's that typical fucking thing, isn't it? When you watch films, this person, you know, is killing or kicking the shit out of everyone in sight, and you're the twat that goes, "I'll sort this." Well, there I'll was one, wasn't there? Yeah, there was loads of them. There the was the loads thing that really made me laugh is there was that one guy right at the very end. He was one of the last ones that she got to. Yeah. And he stands yeah. there with his gun, having seen what's happened to every yeah. other one of his colleagues, yeah. and shoots at her. And then goes, no, no, and starts crying, and then ends up as Burning Man in a tree. Well, exactly, because he was the guy that thought they all failed, but when I'll they win. failed, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll succeed. But there was one bit there, which I did kind of laugh a bit to myself, when um, like she's blowing everyone up, and I think it was, I think it was just before him. And then this guy kind of like, so there's all this fire and then a guy just kind of like goes across the screen a bit on fire. But it was like somebody had just like thrown him. So it's just like someone just thrown him and went, oh. That's the thing. I think the other guy was in a flipping um, uh, catapult. Which one? The The one that ended up in the tree. Did you see the one in um, which I was like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, you know, like the toy tanks or trucks and then you can put characters in them and you stick them in and they can sometimes shoot out yeah and that was ejector the, seats almost. ejector seats yeah so so the guy that they came through and he had the big gun 
like it was like oh yes she it did was it him. was like yeah. there was a spring underneath yeah what he was and standing he just went on. flying yeah. flying out yeah so it was like some of the stuff where she gets him at the end is a bit comical and the fireballs were as as i said right at the beginning it's like where are they coming from because they seem to be coming from somewhere behind her well do you know what maybe what she's doing is as the fire is going she's then getting some of the fire in her mind and turning it into balls like you would one of them i thought one of them looked like a missile (laughs) (laughs) one of the first ones it really did look like it had a missile head on it and everything so oh my god I mean, we have to say, where did the 15 mil go? Because it wasn't on special effects. I know, they were pretty... um... That's one thing, though, like when um, you watch certain films and the special effects are (coughs) bad, but then you see films, other films around the time, and they're not that bad. So, you know, you just think, did you have a really shit effects guy or girl? But yeah, I I agree. They was... um, Those ball things were awful but they were fun like and i liked how you know they were very efficient in getting rid of her enemy well yeah because i like sometimes three ago for one and i liked when there was more when she was like looking at more people so say like three people were there she literally would get like so the did you see the um the fire oh, going up it and it spreads like out a into a fork yeah yeah and the fireballs she doesn't just throw one she throw oh there's three people there three balls coming your way mate and she gives them three so it's not, you know, she doesn't, like, you'd think it would just be one. Yeah. One know? massive, great big yeah, fireball. Yeah, or one mm. big, massive, great line of fire. But no, she can fucking... Well, I suppose that's the controlling of the heat as well, isn't it? So she can just send that shit wherever she wants. Yeah. But she's become incredibly efficient at doing so. Yeah. In a very, very short period of time. I mean... I think she could always do it. And I think that she just needed a, enough of a reason. Like, you know... I think we're all capable of, um, you know, being violent and aggressive. But if something really, you know, bad happened, like, you know, someone shot your bloody mum in front of you or something like that, you'd probably go a bit more crazy than if someone crashed into your car. Yeah, but then does crazy not signify lack of control rather than... No, but no, I don't think necessarily... Sometimes, sometimes. But I think in this case... It, no, but she. I think she does lose control, but also, she just she's got nothing to lose now, so she doesn't need to. She doesn't have anyone to hold it back for because yeah. he said to her, her dad said to her, he's given that permission, and she does try and do what he says. I know there's times when she does things. She's like, I'm sorry, but um, you know, <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to. I know. It just like, reminded but me. she always says. Yeah. Oh, like when I hurt mummy. Yeah, exactly. Well, you did a bit more than that, love. But, um, yeah, so, you know, she, yeah, well. It's did more than that, love. Yeah, um, that's true. But that's what I mean. I think now, like, it's a probably a combination of anger, pure anger, and dad said I could. Yeah. I mean, it's a line I hear from my own child. Daddy said I could. Yeah, and some of the shit she does, I'm like, I don't give a shit if he said he could. He hadn't. But like, you know, (laughs) they justify it. Yeah. You know? And um, I think that's the thing here. I think she was that angry. And then he said, basically, you can burn the fucking world to the ground if you have to. And she does. And she does say this is a war. He does say, Mm. let them know this is a war. Yeah. Yeah. But she's the only one fighting it because everybody else is dead. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, I think it would have been, when I was watching actually, because I know they're doing the remake and the remake is basically a, a, another little girl. And they did a sequel. Did they do a they sequel? They did a sequel How series. old was she? She was in her teens, I think. Yeah, because I was thinking, I would love to see what they did. Like, I almost wish that they would do um, a film on her, you know, uh, say like 20 years later. Yeah, or, they did a miniseries yeah. on her. Um, a mini series, Fire Starter yeah. Two Rekindled, I think it was called. Rekindled. I know. Well, <laughs> what creative title? That's just funny. Fire Starter Two Rekindled. <laughs> <laughs> it should be Fire Starter Two. Fuck stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they might have had a few problems getting that title past the censor, mm. but. Yeah, they did, did. They did do a sequel. It was a mini series, I think. Oh, okay. And uh, I want to say it was in the nineties or maybe early two thousands. Firestarter two. Yeah. Firestarter. Every time I say Firestarter, I always just think of the song. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. Oh, that was in two thousand and two. Hmm. Rekindled. Yeah. See, I said it had a. I said it was rekindled. Oh, she, she's doing. Look at this. Look at this. Hands. She's using her freaking hands. And it had Malcolm... Oh, look, Cruel Leader, John Rainbird. Oh, so it's not as actually... It's just... It almost looks like it's different. It's not like a follow-on, because he's dead. Yeah, he died in a ball of fire. Yeah. Or did he? Because we saw him leave out the back door. Well, bloody hell, he better off, because... Oh, Malcolm McDonald, that's an interesting person's play, because he's as pretty scary-looking as it is. Um... Yeah, he's quite sinister and very British. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, I wouldn't mind... See, I was thinking that I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, if they did a film of her when she was when she was older. Because there is a bit of it when it's a little kid where, yes, it's scary, but at the same time, you're like, oh, bless, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it would be quite interesting to see what Stephen King thought and what his ideas were. Because he did that for... Um, that he did a sequel to The Shining. Yeah, and apparently and Doctor was shit. Sleep. Yeah, Doctor Sleep was good. That was the sequel to The Shining. Oh, I thought you meant it. Didn't he do something else about The Shining though, as well? I'm not sure, but I think yeah, Doctor TV Sleep... show or TV film or something. Yeah, Doctor Sleep was yeah. the sequel. Oh and yeah, yeah, it was about that one, his son. Yeah. yeah, I think the film was apparently abysmal. It had Ewan McGregor in it, I think. No, that was actually I liked that. That Doctor Sleep was actually good. So but was. that book was the sequel to The Shining. It was about his son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. So it would be quite nice to see if they he did a sequel. Oh, to... yeah, so Mike Flanagan wrote Doctor Sleep, but, yeah, it's based on the Stephen King book. But I, I could have swore Stephen King did a sh his own Shining version. I think someone told me that. Yeah, so Stephen King did, oh, the TV show of it. That must be what it was then. Three episodes. That was 1997. yeah. Um, but apparently it was shit. I hadn't even heard of it until the someone mentioned is, it to me I recently. have to be honest, the majority of TV shows that Stephen King actually has a hand in mm. when it comes to adapting his books, yeah. they're not that good. No. I think that he's good at writing a book, yeah. but he's not that good at writing a screenplay. But that's the thing, and I think that's okay. Like, I, I you don't have to be... Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I remember when I was... I, I did an episode on The Shining, and I almost thought it was a bit, like you know the fact that Stephen King wrote the book so obviously he'd know it better but then you know maybe having sometimes having the writer so involved kind of wouldn't let the director have 
the you know the freedom that he might want and not only that you are see, the thing is when you're writing something you have got such a definitive idea of everything yeah. that it can get in the way of actually yeah, you, telling you might, the story if you wrote the the film could end up being like fucking five hours long like and plus you know you kubrick and i couldn't imagine him taking no notes on board no i can't but, imagine him saying oh yes and you want him to be wearing this yeah Oh, have you just heard what King wants? Bugger off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, it's, to that it's a strange one. It's a strange one. I mean, I don't think you should have to write it because, you know, you're the writer. But at the same time, you're kind of like, who knows the characters better? But I, I, I will say one thing that I don't get is why, like, no, not all, not obviously not all books. And, I, you know me, I don't, I'm not a big fan of sitting yeah. reading. But, like, sometimes I hear people and they're like, the film was nothing like the book. And I'm like, well, then what's the point? Like, just make a fucking film about something. Yeah. You know? Oh, I agree with that Like, 100%. what's the point of saying this is based on fucking, like, you know, The Shining? Apparently, um, in the book, um, I did read it, but it was years ago, and I, so I don't really remember it. But um, Wendy's character is nothing like the book in the film. Mm-hmm. Like, she's apparently, she's completely different. And you're just like, well... Well, then what was the point? Well, we had this. I have, I did my episode with Griff. Yeah. And Paul and Griff show, and we did the wedding date. Yeah. Prior to that, I read the book that the wedding date was based on. Yeah. Nothing alike at all. Yeah. Characters' names are different, which is fine, but that's not even the biggest difference. The biggest difference is the fact that the wedding is such a tiny portion of it. Her sister didn't sleep with the fiancé that dumped her years ago and everything yeah. else. And she ends up running off with a guy that her sister was in love with at some point after she got married. Huh. It's Completely totally different. different. In fact, the book sucked. So with this book, yeah, because you read the Firestar book, I did. And I keep calling it the Firestar. I don't know why. Just Firestar, yeah. I used to call YouTube the YouTube. So um, <laughs> and I only think you I, were one of them. I only think I stopped it recently, um, because Harry kept laughing at me. But no, with with regards to the book and this, yeah, which and the film, which is better? If you're looking for something in-depth, psychological and really disturbing, the book. Okay. If you're looking for something that's a little bit light, lighter in a way mm. and has some really daft moments in it than the film. Do you think that they did it justice? I think that they did a really good job given when they filmed it. Yeah. Don't understand where the whole budget went because that was a lot of money in those days. Yeah, it was a hell of a lot of money, wasn't it? 15 million. I feel like those figures are wrong. I might have to look on a few other places. (laughs) Because that is... I don't think that they did the... the, I think today, actually, they do much better justice to the special effects. Oh, God, yeah. Definitely. tenfold. Easily. But at the same time, I mean, I liked the book. Yeah. But it was very... I don't know if you've ever read um, Jurassic Park... It starts with an incredibly detailed scientific ex- a scientific explanation of genetics. Yeah. And this does quite a lot of science talk all the way through. Mm. And I don't think they could have actually translated the book exactly onto the screen. Yeah. Because there were so many characters, so many travels back in time and everything else. and In Jurassic Park? No, in Firestar. Firestar. Oh, okay. And there's also a lot of morality tale stuff in it. Oh, all right. Because yeah, I was thinking, back in time in Jurassic Park? Yeah. I was like, what did well, I miss? back in time. No, um, in the book, Firestarter, they they aren't trying to teach Charlie how to use her powers. 
they tell her not to use them, that it's bad and people are going to get hurt. Mm. And they also look at her childhood because things like blankets would set catch fire if she needed a, a bottle when she was a baby. And oh, when she so didn't it started want to, from a yeah, very... So it, started, so oh. it manifested when she was a baby in oh, her right. crib. So they couldn't leave her in a room on her own because things would catch fire. Oh my god! So there was a there were those were the differences. Okay, but I think that would have been time, hard to that do. That would have been really exactly yeah. that would have been very very hard to do. So what they did was good. Yeah. Okay. No, I always find it interesting to see how people you know see the the books and the film. Um, overall, like, would you watch this film again? Probably not because the ending's just so lame. I didn't mind the ending, but I just felt like I could have done with a bit more emotion there like a bit more oomph exactly it was yeah. very when she shows back up at herb and norma's farm yeah. at the very end yeah oh yeah it's like did nobody think it was a bit weird that an eight-year-old was traveling on her own hitchhiking well i th- yeah i thought that but at the same time i liked that she went there because obviously she is only like what eight years old in yeah. this and you know you you know you don't want an eight-year-old on their own um, well, no, you don't. No, so I, I because I said to you, didn't I? I was yeah, like, you she's did. going to go back to the farm, isn't she? And because uh, they played too big a role in it to just kind of like, like if we hadn't saw them again, I I would have thought it was a bit of a waste, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, especially given the fact that they did cast Louise Fletcher. Exactly, and she she's a big actress, like, and she um, barely had any lines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I I wanted her to go back, and I'll be honest with you, it gave me an ending that I needed for this because I needed to know that she was looked after. Yeah. So I, I needed the, for use of a better term, fairy tale ending. Closure. I needed the closure because I, I was getting worried. I was worried for her. I was like, like when her dad was dying, I was like, who's going to look after her? And she's like, daddy. And I'm like, no. <laughs> That's the thing in the book. There's also another, um, his college roommate is still okay. Oh, Okay. He didn't do the trial because he didn't need to because he had money. Okay. Because they're doing the trial and in the trial, they'd never met before the trial. Vicky and Andy had never met before. She was actually dating somebody else at the time. Okay. And they meet during doing the trial. They aren't already engaged and are loved up and everything else. Yeah, because she she actually wasn't um, in it a lot, Heather Locklear, was she? She's not really, I mean... If you discount the um, sort of the views of the past that they do in the book, she's not in the book much either. Well, because I, I was going back here to look at like when she, because like I obviously remember her from TJ Hooker and that was 82 to 86. So she would have been well known. Well, she was also a Charlie's Angel. Back in that early on, was she? Heather Locklear? I'm sure she was. I don't think Heather Lockley was a church. She wasn't a Charlie's wasn't Angel. Wasn't she a Charlie's Angel? No, you're... Oh, you're thinking I'm thinking of... of um, yeah, I know who I'm thinking of now. Oh, uh, Farrah Fawcett. Yes. Yeah. And that was more 70s. Um, That Charlie's Angels, I think. Was that Charlie's Angels 70s? Um, Not the one with um, the... No. Yeah, they're 70s, yeah. So they're more 70s. Um, that one, but yeah, but do you remember TJ TJ Hooker, Hooker with um, yeah, oh, what's his face, uh, William Shatner, yeah, yeah, um, that was a great show, TJ Hooker. I actually used to love that. 
Are you not thinking it's William Shatner? I'm thinking... I don't know why I'm thinking it's somebody else. I don't know why. William it Shatner. is William Shatner. Yeah. I hate it when that happens. And even... You can see... I could see the face, but it was like, is that really him? But sometimes you look at them and you're like... Even is you're looking him? at William Shatner and you're like, this still doesn't feel <laughs> well, right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. we were talking about Amelia... Um, about uh, about Martin Sheen yeah. and how much like Emilio Estevez he is in this mm. film. Yeah. He's very much right Emilio down Estevez. to the way he walks and yeah. everything is Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Well, I'm obviously great friends with Martin Sheen. Of course. Um, Your best buddies. Well, I stood next to him in the street one day, you know, so you know, <laughs> it's kind of and I looked at him and he kind of looked at me and you know, obviously And he, you exchanged phone numbers and a been massive talking ever connection since. there. He's so little. Like I'm only 5 Two. I was five two and a half then. I'm five two now. But yeah, he. See, so you've already started shrinking. I then. have, and do you know how I know I know that? Because in our shower, Riley would sometimes be in the shower, and she'd be like, "Can you turn it down?" And I'd be like, "Okay," and I turn it down. But now I need to stand on her little stool to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I know <sighs> the shrinking process has started. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so overall, um, did you like this? Would you? What would you rate it out of 10? I don't usually do ratings, but... No, I think I'd probably give it a 6 or 7. Yeah, I think... Because I it was seven. entertaining. Yeah. But I didn't find myself engaged with it all the time. Well, no, that was proved by the fact that we started eating dinner halfway through. And we went and got it and didn't pause it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas before... And then we went and got drinks. Mm. See, this is further evidence. We are actually physically in the same location. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in Ray's bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, really romantic. <laughs> <laughs> it's really big. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, um, I think that's a fire starter covered. Um, so, you know, before we uh, leave, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Well, they can find me on Twitter at need underscore three underscore mugs, on Instagram at not before coffee podcast because I can't be consistent. And also you can find all of my past episodes, including the ones that Lorraine has guested on in the past, at notbeforecoffee.co.uk. Cool. And you can find me on all the usual stuff. Instagram, Once Upon a Nightmare Pod. Uh, Twitter, A Nightmare Pod. Facebook, Once Upon a Nightmare. And email me at onceuponanightmarepod at gmail.com. Um, and like to say thanks for listening. And go and rate and review and listen to Ray on Not Before Coffee. And do the same for me, but on Once Upon a Nightmare, because I'm not on Not Before Coffee. And uh, and I'll touch you again very soon. But you will be having an uh, episode out very soon um, on Ray's with me, talking about Stranger Things. Indeed. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. The Podbreed Network is strictly for the small podcasts that are up and coming in the vast world of podcasting. Podbreed is made up of many diverse podcasts coming together to achieve the same goal of being the best damn podcast network on the planet. Find out more at podbreed.com.